1: Now, here's John Carter with today's message.
0: Hello, friend. I'm John Carter, all by myself alone. In this big studio, no people, no camera people, by myself alone, with a little tiny crew upstairs, led by my son, David. And we're bringing you this message because it's so important. Now, have you ever felt really really anxious have you ever felt oh, I, I just don't know what the future holds for me I, I don't know if I'm if I'm even going to live there's a lot of fear out there today in America because tens of thousands of people our brothers and our sisters have died and then we've got all these doctors and and nurses and and uh, essential workers who are putting their lives on the line. And before we start today, we're going to have a prayer for you, and we're going to have a prayer for all those suffering from COVID-19, and we're going to have a prayer for the doctors and the nurses and the essential workers. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you today for your great grace. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom everything is possible. We pray today in the precious mighty name of Jesus for the doctors and the nurses and the essential workers who are putting their lives on the line today as they battle this demon from hell called COVID-19. Bless them today and preserve them. And we pray that you will bring to our hearts today a message of hope and courage and peace that we shall know that in God we shall not be afraid, but we shall overcome. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, my friend, God bless you and welcome to the program. Today, I'm going to talk about our hiding place. I've had a gun stuck in my back Have you? That could be a rather scary experience. Seemed to be a million miles from home, walking down a a jungle pathway in Africa with a gun stuck in my back. I'm going to tell you how I found a hiding place because today I'm going to talk about the hiding place that God has for you and that God has for me and God has for all of us if we will only accept it. I've also spent a rather... I call it a scary night up on the Golan Heights. That's about the most dangerous place in the world. It's between Syria and Israel, and I was stuck there one night. But I found a hiding place. I'm going to talk to you about the hiding place today because there is a hiding place where we can run and get away from our fears. Life is full of situations that are full of fear and uncertainty. But the main thing, my friend, is not what is going on outside of us, but what is going on inside of us. And I want to tell you today how you can have peace and hope and security and how you can find a hiding place. COVID-19, it's not good. It's not good. Hundreds of thousands around the world have died. In America, nobody expected this would happen in America with tens and tens of of thousands of people have died. I'm living right on the very edge of the great city of Los Angeles, where many, many people have died, but it is nothing compared with the great city of New York, where thousands and thousands and thousands of people have died. I say, pray please for the city of New York. Anxiety is at a very high level. Now I can't even get out of my house not even to have a haircut. <laughs> uh, folks say to me, when are you gonna get a haircut? I guess I'm gonna get a haircut when the government allows me to go and get my hair cut. You say, well, what, why doesn't Beverly cut your hair? Well, Beverly doesn't wanna try to do that, and uh, I think she might do okay, but uh, I think I'll go to the haircutter just, just the same. Anxiety is at a very high level, you know it. Monday, April 20, this year, 2020, oil prices fell to minus almost $37, minus 37, unparalleled in the history of oil. Now, they have somewhat rebounded, but nobody knows what is going to happen. This was scary for some. Now, I've been predicting an economic earthquake. If you watch some of my videos, you'll see where I talk about the coming world financial collapse. I believe it is going to happen, but I want to tell you when it comes, we are going to have a hiding place. I don't believe in sensationalism, but I do believe in the prophecies of the Bible, and the Bible tells me it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get much better when Jesus comes. That's the good news. Now, as you know, I don't believe in Darwinian theories, the Darwinian theory of evolution that says everything gets better and better and better. That seems to be a failed philosophy, don't you think? Things are not getting better. The Bible says things are going to get worse before they get better. And they're going to get better not because of the devisings of Darwinian theorists and so forth. They're going to get better when God comes, when Christ returns. I believe that Christ is coming. My theme text, here it is, Psalm 32 and verse 7. I'm going to take my Bible, the New King James Version, and I'm going to turn to Psalm 32 and verse 7 seven, and here it is, brother and sister. You are my hiding place. God is my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. God is my hiding place. Now, there's another text I want to read to you. I'm going to turn over now to Psalm 119, I think it is. Psalm where it is where you're hiding. Psalm 119 and verse 114. This is a pretty long psalm. Goodness me, psalm 119. 114. You are my hiding place and my shield. I've got a shield. I hope in your word. When everything falls apart, God is our hiding place. Now, there is a terrific text I want to read to you and I'm going to turn to Isaiah 32 and verses 1 and 2. Look, a righteous king is coming. That's Christ. Honest princes will rule under him. Here it is. Listen to this. He will shelter Israel from the storm and the wind. He's a shelter. He will refresh her as a river in the desert he's going to give us sustenance in the desert he's going to refresh her as a river in the desert and as the cool shadow of a large rock in a hot and a weary land when it is hot he is going to be our cooling shade. he is going to be our hiding place i want you to know this brother sister You can have a hiding place today even when COVID-19 is ravaging the world and hundreds of thousands of people are dying and when the stock exchange is collapsing and oil is tumbling and uh, hundreds, millions, millions here in America, 30 million people have lost their jobs. I want to say to you today, there's good news for you. God is our hiding place. And my hiding place, my friend, is found, listen to this, wait for it, my hiding fa- place is found not in the words of the politicians. They need our prayers, sure. But my hiding place is not found in the words of the politicians. Are you listening to me today? My hiding place is found in the precious promises of God. Now, I want to read a text to you, Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 second peter by which by which have been given to us exceedingly that's big that's expansive exceedingly great ah, exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust the bible tells me that we have great and precious promises and when things are filled with fear and anxiety we can go to these great and precious promises and we can have a hiding place i'm here today by myself all by myself alone in our television studio no camera people but god is with us and i'm here to tell you we can have A hiding place. I'm going to tell you some stories. Uh, Didn't get these out of a book. Uh, On on the whole, these are things that I know are true because they happened to me. These are events that powerfully influenced my life. I'm going to take you back a few years. (laughs) I'm going to take you back to the days when I was a boy student at Avondale College in. Australia. I can think it was winter time. It was, Avondale can get pretty cold. It was cold. Most of us were suffering from the flu. Uh, we were feeling uh, fatigued. We were feeling sick. And then we had a, the accountant who was continually after us at, uh, because we were behind on our fees. Three big F's. Flu, fatigue, uh, And fees I don't know which one was the worst but I do know this one night feeling very low I went out on the Avondale campus and I looked up into the stars I looked up into the face of God do you know how many stars there are brother well back there in those days there were a lot of stars we knew of, but nothing like today. We knew that there, were, there was the Milky Way system, but as for other galaxies, we didn't know much about it. We now know today, besides the Milky Way system of which we are a tiny part, there are two trillion galaxies in the cosmos. They're the ones that we can actually see with telescopes. That's 2,000 billion. Can you comprehend that? And each, each galaxy is composed of at least a hundred billion blazing suns. Uh, if you like mathematics, you can try to work it out and, and find out how many suns, stars, there are in the universe. You can't say the words, a huge, huge number. And there's something else. Astronomers, you gotta listen hard to get this one. Not too many people know this. I'm just gonna share this with you in confidence. (laughs) You ready for this? Most of the universe, 99.5 plus percent of the universe is made up of dark matter or dark energy. That's stuff that we don't know what it is. And you can't see it. You can't look at it with a telescope. So the stuff that we can actually see out there, all of these vast, vast galaxies, that's the stuff we can see. And it's less than half percent, less than half of 1% of the whole of the universe. Did you get this? Have I lost you? People say, well, if we get bigger telescopes, no, you won't be able to see it because it's made up of stuff that cannot be seen. And nobody, to this point in time, nobody knows what it is. But what we can say, all of these trillions of galaxies, that's less than half of 1% of what the universe is composed of. How big is God? I didn't know this when I was a student at Avondale College, but when I looked up into the stars, I said to myself, how big God is. What a big God he is. How mighty he is. And if God is such a big God, then surely he can take care of this poor, skinny student <laughs> who's got the flu and fatigue and he's got problems with his fees. I want to turn over here to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Now, I want you folks to listen to this text because this tells me that you and I have a hiding place. Isaiah chapter 40 Verse 26, it says, Isaiah 40, verse 26, you ready? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these things, who brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. The Bible says, look up to the heavens, look up to God, look up to the stars. Verse 29, he gives power to the weak. And to those that have no might he increases strength. You feeling down today? He wants to give you. He wants to give you strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Are you listening? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's my hiding place. The God who made the stars. This great God who made the stars, the Bible tells me, became a man. His name is Jesus Christ. He died for our sins on the cross. He's coming again. He wants to live in you and he wants you to live in him and he wants to be your rock. He wants to be your river. He wants to be your shelter from the tempest. He wants to be your hiding place it is the truth here is the next story i was in st petersburg russia been holding a campaign in this tremendous building it's a huge place it's about 40 50, had it packed but i got sick when i was there don't often get sick but i got sick so they rushed me to hospital uh, that's not a fun experience to be rushed to a, a russian hospital in a Russian ambulance. But they rushed me off. You know, we had these tremendous meetings. We saw thousands of people come to God, but I got sick, so I'm rushed off to the hospital. Then the night comes when I get terribly sick. The doctor is incapacitated. You know why? Yeah, he could not help at all. I was there by myself alone, didn't even have a nurse. My blood pressure was dropping in a dangerous way, I was able to take my blood pressure. Nobody was there. And I thought to myself, what's going to happen? But i tell you something. I started to repeat to myself Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It became my hiding place. I could jump inside the text and I was safe and I was secure. I want to say to you, even with the economy in a shambles and COVID-19 taking hundreds of thousands of lives around the world, I want you to know I will not fear because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything. I have wonderful neighbors where we live in Thousand Oaks, which is right on the edge of the great city of Los Angeles. Great neighbor, wonderful neighbor. Dr. Roy, professor at Pepperdine University, Dr. Roy. And uh, I was talking to him, he came to see me. And I said, "Uh, I've missed you. He said, yeah, I was away. He said, you've been away. But he said, I had open heart surgery. I was operated on in a hospital in this area. I won't tell you the hospital because this could be very scary. This is what he told me. This is the truth in my home. He said the anesthetic never worked. It put me into a state where I could not move. I could not speak. I could not cry. I could not blink my eyelids, but I was fully conscious and I could feel the doctor cutting. I said, you were dreaming. No, no, he said. It went on for hours. This sometimes happens, you know. The anesthetic doesn't work. doesn't take away the sense of pain. I said, what did you do? He said, I quoted Psalm 23. I kept saying it. The Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, my friend. I can't think of a situation much worse than to be on an operating table with your heart opened up And the doctors, he said, I could hear the doctors talking and laughing, discussing their plans, and I could feel the knife cutting me. But he said, I hung on to Psalm 23, and I had peace. I want to tell you this. If Psalm 23 works under those circumstances, it'll work under any circumstance, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I believe that God's presence is all we need to weather the storm of uncertainty. I believe in Jesus, I believe his promises, I believe he's our refuge. Now, let me say a few words to all who are feeling lost and afraid. Because I know that there are lots of people out there today who are feeling very lost and they're feeling very, very afraid. I want to talk to those people today who are feeling lost and afraid. I want to tell you a story from the great country of Ukraine. I was there when it was winter time in Ukraine and it was, it was bitterly cold. I've been to Russia and Ukraine about 50 times. And so I checked in at this hotel out on the edge of this city where I was staying, the city of Nepropetrosk. And because I like to exercise every day, I felt before I'm going to go to sleep, I'm going to go for a walk. It's so, about nine o'clock at night, I went walking. I felt quite confident because I knew the city relatively well. But as I walked, the snow became blinding. It just snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. And after walking for an hour, I was having a great time because I'm, I'm walking here in the snow and I'm enjoying this. And after about a, an hour or so of this, I decided that I would turn around and I would go back. So I turned around and I start going back. But then you know what happens? Well, I I, I can't find my way back. I'm lost. I'm totally lost. I go down this street. It's a dead end. I come back. I go down this street. I go here. Uh, it's it's completely black. There are no people. You know, it's dark. It's snowing heavily. Uh no light and I'm lost and the time is getting going by and I'm starting to get cold but I recalled my hiding place Psalm 91 verses 9 to 11 Psalm 91 verses 1 to 11 because you've made the Lord who was my refuge even the most high Your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. My mother taught me that as a little boy growing up in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. God is going to send his angels, and his angels are going to watch over you, and uh, you'll have a hiding place. So I said to myself, I'm lost, but I'm not lost. I'm not alone. I have peace. God is going to take care of me. His angels are with me now. His angels are still taking care of people today. I want you to know this. I prayed earnestly, God, help me to get out of this, help me to get back to the hotel because I'm starting to freeze. And soon I stumbled upon the gate of a park. I'd been to that park many, many times. I recognized the gate. And once I got to the gate, I knew that I could get safely back to the hotel. So I got to the gate, and then I said, I'm, I'm okay. I'm safe. And soon as I ran through the snow, I could see the lights of the hotel, and I was back into the hotel. Nobody knew where I had been. I ran up the stairs, opened up my room, it was nice and warm. I got into bed. and I said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are a totally reliable, trustworthy God. You have been my hiding place. And when I was lost, you brought me back safely. Listen to me. You may be feeling lost now because of the chaos of the situation, because of the insecurity of the situation, because so many people are dying, I want you to know God is our hiding place. And we can go to him. We can put our faith in him. And we can know that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. We will know that God is totally reliable and dependable. We will know that God is our hiding place, I invite you today to come to God and find in Christ a place of security, your own personal hiding place. My friend, uh, I'm going to be back in just a few moments. I've got some amazing stories to tell you as we talk about the great pandemic, but as we talk about deliverance for the child of God. Stay with us, I'll be back soon.
1: This is a Carter Report update on the coronavirus. Events around the globe are being postponed and canceled. We do not know how long our lives will be disrupted, but this we do know, the virus will be stopped. Health officials have asked all of us to use caution when traveling. Wash your hands and avoid crowds as much as possible. The John Carter Gospel Program in Manila will take place in the near future. Until then, may we all take refuge in the Holy Spirit and know that God's grace will guide us through this unsettling time. Let us pray for a quick recovery for those and their families touched by the virus. As we continue to provide you with new Carter Report programs, know that the Lord is watching over us. We appreciate you, our Carter Report family. This is indeed a time when your financial and prayerful support will help us reach those who perhaps for the first time are turning to God for comfort. In the series, This I Believe, Pastor Carter reveals the heart and soul of the Carter Report.
0: I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the 10 Commandments. I believe in the true Gospel. I believe in the last days. I believe in the America that believes in God. I believe in heaven. I believe in evangelism. This I Believe.
1: The seven DVD series, This I Believe, can be yours with a gift of $75 US or $105 Australian. Please write to us at the address on the screen or visit our website at carterreport.org. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358